Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. All right, welcome guys back to the podcast. You're going to want to buckle up because we're going to take you on a wild ride. This has quite literally been hell week at Invictus Capital. We're just... I don't even want to talk about it. I know you don't, but we're going to because... This is going to be a quiet episode. This, <laughs> this is going to be an episode I think the listeners will... I don't know if they'll get a lot of value out of, but they'll get some amusement because what's better than watching uh, two of your favorite podcast hosts squirm and relive their misery? Yeah. I, I mean, can't think of anything. I'd I lost about. a lot of hair this week and the hair I still have is mostly gray now. So it was a stressful. My beard, a little... Kardashian thing going on down here. <laughs> Kardashian. Yeah. Robert. Uh-huh. Is that his name? What was the dad's name? Yeah, it was Robert. Robert? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you've aged, a, you've aged a decade in a week. It's been rough for you. Yeah, pretty much. But I guess uh, this is probably just going to be one giant commercial for why it's awesome to be an LP because <laughs> you don't have to deal with any of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. If you've ever been on the fence about, like, I want to get into real estate investing. I want to be an operator because you think that could be really cool. Well, it's just buckle up because we're going to tell you all the reasons why it's not cool. And what usually happens, what I've noticed in life is the bad things all wait to like jump on you at the same time. So they, they don't like, it's not like in the movies where the good guy is fighting the bad guys and they surround him and then they all like run up at him one-on-one. Right. It's like in real life, the bad guys all surround you and then they all run at the same time. And then dogpile you. Yeah, and then you lose the fight. And, and then, then you lose. lose <laughs> then you lose the fight under just sheer weight of humanity. Yeah, you walk away with your tail between your legs, and yeah, and that's what happens in real estate. Yeah. Like it, somehow, real estate just knows. It's like let's wait for a moment. Wait till we have the numbers advantage, and then get them. <laughs> Kick to the face. And we got kicked in the face a couple times. Yeah. Well, it, that what you just said actually kind of ties into my bad bad investing advice. Oh, perfect. Let's week, go. So. Let's take, take a second. Uh, by the dip. By the dip. By the dip. When things go exceptionally bad, a lot of people think, and this has uh, been proven by some statements you made about grabbing some stocks just haphazardly. Hey, man, this worked out for me. I don't know what you want. Yeah. I made, I made bank. Well, here's the thing. I mean, people tend to think, oh, <laughs> things are dropping, things are going poorly. That means that things are going to like mean reverts. They've got to kind of come back, right? And so if you're at the casino and you see the roulette wheel, and it just hit red five times in a row. And for those of you who uh, aren't avid gamblers like myself, um, you have red and black. So if you want to pick, if you want to put your money on red, you got a 50-50 shot. And you watch red hit five times in a row. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's got to be black next, right? Well, actually, I don't know, Roulette. Is there, is there a white one? I think actually, yeah, bad example. It's like 49-49 or something? Yeah, like there's that, right? a green one. I think that's how the house. Okay, okay. But that's right. Um, I'm actually oh, is that how the gambler. house wins? Or is that I like your know. super bonus? I don't bonus. go to casinos. I, I'm going to go to coin flip. <laughs> we are exposing ourselves as not knowing anything. I know coins, <laughs> and there's a heads and a tails. So if you, go to the, if you go to the casino and you're flipping coins. Yeah, fuck you, you the casino. To, you go to the flip coin station. New example. <laughs> no, I like example. This. You're flipping a coin 50-50, heads or tails. And if you get five heads in a row... Most people are going to say, oh, it's got to be tails next, right? 
That's like you. Bottom pick <laughs> no, of the yes. that wasn't me. It's got to come back up. But here's the thing. That's that's called the gambler's fallacy. You might know about this from mm-hmm. your your days. I want to say there's also uh, uh, like Monte Carlo something or other, uh, a co- similar concept. But basically, the gambler's fallacy is that um, past performance like that is something you can use to assume future performance. But in reality, the odds don't change. They're and independent so, events, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. And so you can't look at some sort of freak event and say, okay, uh, that's happened. Now it's got to come back to the mean. Because there was actually, I believe, one instance uh, recorded with the most uh, roulette hits on the same color in a row. I think it was in like the 30s or 40s. I want to say it was like 30 or 40 sometimes uh, it hit on either red or black. That's crazy. Like just boom, 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 boom. And meanwhile, you know, everybody that was there was like, all right, it's got to be the next one. It's got to yeah. be the next one. But not necessarily. So the, the investing takeaway here is that you know, don't just buy the dip because there's a famous quote from somebody that's effectively saying um, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So mm-hmm. that's a really good one. Yeah. The this reminds me because like the flipping the coin is a really easy one because you can look at it and say, OK, the, each flip is an independent event. And so each one is 50 50. But after 20 heads in a row, you know, your, your, the human side of your brain starts to say, well, this is just unrealistic. Like yeah. next, like the odds have to be shifting, even though they're functionally not. Now, where people can get really screwed up is you think about slot machines where you think that it has to have like a certain number of payouts per hour, let's say, where, OK, there's going to be there's a one in a million chance. And so every time that that pull that lever gets pulled, the odds, if it's if it's not a win, the odds get better and better and better for you to win. That's how a lot of people think. Sounds nice. It sounds nice, and I don't actually know how slot machines work. Maybe that actually is. You just program them. The owner is like just decides. Yeah, because I I think they can have like a a ratio. Reed, you maybe know more about this because you went gambling once. Um, <laughs> and, talk, and you mentioned this, um, but the I think there is like a ratio that the machines try to aim for. They can be programmed into it, but I think it can it can be very helpful. One to be able to look at an event and be able to say, are these independent events mm-hmm. or are these connected? And so, like, is that's that in and of itself is just massive because a lot yeah. of times we confuse ourselves and think like, oh, these are connected, truly independent. Nope. Or vice versa, we think they're completely independent, but actually they're they're connected. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a bias that pretty much every human has that they're not really aware of. So try to make yourself aware of it. Try to catch yourself if you see it uh, getting inserted in your psyche. But I mean, it lines up really well with this week. I mean, who the fuck? What is up with your shoes? I don't know. Side side tangent for the listeners at yeah. home who are on the podcast. You're on. The, you're on. You're you're in the on the roulette wheel right now. Um, pause, go to YouTube, <laughs> multifamily investing made simple, pull up the, the channel, watch the video real quickly. Cause Dan's shoe has some, yeah. some, I'm very confused. That's these a like mattress for a small insect, but on the side of your shoe, I know it doesn't make any sense. See, here's the thing. What's this, this is, for? this is, I don't know. Do you hit your, I'm so confused. Yeah. The Nike shields, so they look nice. They, this is one of those like custom Nike things. So like you can like say, okay, I want this, this, or this. Oh. And so I was putting it together online. And I was just going by colors. Oh. I didn't notice that this was like. It's like a raised fluffy material. It's like a, it's a waffle. Yeah. Uh, so it, you made this. I guess. I don't remember <laughs> picking this one. I just wanted to try to get rid of all the colors. Well, the, and I, don't know well, I thought it was maybe for like CrossFit, some kind of shield for the side of your foot. But that's okay. Never mind. Well, that's a I mean, complete- you could use this because you've been breaking your feet a lot. It's a little extra padding. Not there on the side. That's a that's a weird spot. Hey, I mean, if you roundhouse Somebody comes up and kicks face, you in the shin. Yeah. Or it comes for your ankle, I mean. 
Anyways, tangent. Yeah, totally tangent. I'm just looking for a bright sliver of sunshine on an otherwise shitty week. So let's get into it. Hell, this is literally hell week. Um, to my knowledge, we've had three massive events occur this week. Right? Yeah. And, and massive. Well, one of them wasn't massive. It was just like the chain on top. It was just like, ugh. Oh. Oh, pretty damn annoying. Let's start with the small ones and work up to the big one. All right. Because it, it would suck to start with the big one and end on the tiny one. Uh, well, uh, Reed. Reed cannot be trusted with his credit card, people. So if you're looking... <laughs> If you're looking for access to Easy Invictus money, he'll just text you all the he, Yeah, he will give you the expiration date and yeah. others um, maiden name, all that. And you can go, you can take his information from his credit card, and you can go to Applebee's <laughs> and charge one hundred and eighty-two dollars. Is that what they spend? Something like that. Uh, and then they also then went across that's the street. A lot of food at Applebee's. That's a lot. That's a lot of buffalo wings. And then they went over the street to the Loop and got something for which is another restaurant for like two hundred and thirty-two dollars. So. They, they had a $400 meal. Somebody got a hold of Reed's company card and they went to Applebee's. And this was, <laughs> this was yesterday? It was yesterday, which is, which is Did, pretty impressive. I got like a, an immediate fraud alert. Well, American Express is. They're pretty honest, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was annoying. Um, in any event, that's not, not a huge deal, but the fact that it fell this week. But it, but it is, it is a huge deal in what we were talking about before we went live, which is. How did they get his information? Yeah. Does that point to a larger breach in our system? Is somebody in our in our password management software? Is Reed, I don't know, sleepwalking at night and just you know giving people his card that Applebee's? Like, what's happening? Is this is this a sign of deeper mental illness or a deeper hack? I mean, did Reed seem like he had like nine margaritas yesterday? Because it could have just been some sort of. Yeah. <laughs> well, my first question when they when American Express reached out to me, they're like, uh, "Is this a fraud?" I was like, "Hmm, I think so." <laughs> I mean, can't say loop, definitively. I could see the loop and the, the Applebee's. That's... The loop came up second. That one wasn't immediately known. Okay. That was only when we went back into the transaction history. We we're like, "Oh, they like went right across the street and tried again," because the Applebee's Where was declined Applebee's? somehow, and then the loop wasn't. And there's oh. not even an Applebee's. There's, there's not the an Applebee's over there. The loop. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, so that happened. That always sucks. So that's one. Number two, more things with money mm. and our bank accounts, I guess. Yeah. Well, not just, not our bank accounts. Let's, let's be our clear on this processor. One. Our payroll processing company, like that entity who does that processing for us. I'm not going to name the name of the company, yeah. uh, but they're effectively just like ADP. Um, that's kind of the, the role they serve as a Adenosine diphosphate? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. Listeners, no, I'm just humoring up here, <laughs> talking about the company that probably cuts your paychecks. Uh, they got hacked. Yeah. Yeah. And this Dude, was, that sucks. And a big shout out to our, our office manager, Matt, who who caught this when uh, we were running payroll uh, a couple of days ago. We went through the usual process, uh, did all did all the things, and immediately after clicking um, submit on that payroll, two emails came in to us that uh, two of the individuals on our property management team had apparently changed their uh, bank info for direct deposit. Matt hmm. saw that really quick and was like, that's weird. That's really weird. Uh, called this company and they told him that um, they had been hacked and that Breach. this was a, a rampant issue. And which I got to say, I'm, I'm really underwhelmed with this company because we didn't get any <sighs> no correspondence uh, before we had an issue. This is not the way to handle being no. hacked guys. Like, 
if you get hacked, you need to reach out immediately so that your your people have a chance. Matt, you know, bless his soul, is telling like he's on the phone with them. Um, How many hours do you think he spent on the phone with? Read, read that and listened. He says he was on hold for thirty minutes. That was the only the, that was the second time. The first time, it, was, it sounds like he went to war with some I'd, guy on the phone because I bet he spent a couple hours on the yeah. phone. All that's to say yeah. is like that's a shitty situation because here we are. It's a Friday. It's also Good Friday. It's not a Good Friday. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're not sure that people were going to be able to get paid today, which yeah, that sucks. The, <laughs> like, and, and to be clear, like when we got those emails about people changing their account numbers, what happened was somebody else had put in new bank account info for these people. So these people's paychecks would have gone to whoever's account. Um, and so that was the scheme that this person was running. And, and, the, and the really shitty part about what this was, we process payroll on Wednesday like we always do. And then checks drop in people's accounts or direct deposits drop in people's accounts on Friday. And uh, as of this morning, this is Friday, uh, the money had left our bank account. Yeah, forgot about that. And then there was this lag, this unusual lag that doesn't usually happen between money coming out of our account and money going into employees' accounts. So for you know, a good few hours this morning, it was unclear whether or not the money that left our account actually was going to the employee's account. Yeah. So that was the other part of the equation. We were like, do we cut checks and then employees just get double paid if the money does land? Well, or I mean, it's and, and it's for the listeners who are thinking, hmm, I wonder if this is connected to the Reed credit card thing. Reed, are you? Uh, is this you? What's up, Reed? You, you want to talk? You got a side gig <laughs> that we don't know about? <laughs> Reed's had enough. He's like, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> it was really weird because those accounts were updated, but they all went to another account that we already had on file, oh. which was Reed. Hmm. Oh. Very strange. Oh. Yeah. So that was the second shitty thing. Welcome mm. to Hell Week. But that's not even the worst thing. So... I keep telling you to buckle up. So by this point, you buckled you up three times. don't have your seatbelt, what the... F- yeah, seriously. Pull over. Put the seatbelt <laughs> on. It's 2023. Seatbelts save lives. Dan, save the best I for mean, last in no particular even, order, but this was the worst. No, this, this, is, <laughs> this is in a particular order. We're going from least impactful to... I don't even know what to call this one. I what was that episode we... They called uh, one of our buildings so burned. To let the me ground. just let me just lay the the foundation here. Back in December, one of our properties, Duluth, uh, caught fire. It was, it was a pretty big fire, actually. And you can yeah. go listen to that episode. It was like our our, our building burned down. It was very clickbaity, very dramatic. I mean, it did catch on fire. Now the thing with that one though is the the building caught fire, but you know insurance and everything is great and it'll be fine, whatever. Um, unless it happens again. Same damn building. Same I damn asked our insurance agent, <laughs> what are the odds? Like, have you seen this before? And I can't, he didn't say he'd seen two fires in the same building within six months, but he did say he's seen multiple claims at the same property. One building catches on fire a month later, a tornado hits it and it's completely gone. Oh, that sucks. Um, that does suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. But I got to say, we've got to be one of the only people I, 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 w- I want to see some stats on this, but how many people have two fires unrelated in the same building within six months? No, you, no, you, even even tighter time frame. That's four and a half months. Yeah, four and a half months. Different side of the building, completely unrelated incidents. Yeah, the, completely. The half that was still fine. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, everybody's okay. Um, and since we've got some fresh experience with this, we, we've got a pretty good system worked out for how to. 
proceed from here. We, we've, we've, we've seen this movie before, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was where the bad investing <laughs> advice came from today. Like, like don't assume that like some bad luck is like, like you're good for a while. Oh yeah. That's no. a good, that's a good point actually. Like, Cause it's really easy to think like you get the, you get the fire, the first fire yeah, it's like, we're and you good. think like, we're good. Surely this building won't catch fire again. And then it does. And you're like, oh yeah, these are independent events because you put a group of people, they live inside these things and people are crazy and they have candles and they have uh, whatever stuff, you know, space heaters cause whatever electrical cords fires happen. Yeah. Damn. It sucks. So but you know, on the on the plus side, um, this actually should end up shaking out actually really nicely for everybody who's an owner in the deal, um, just because we're gonna effectively have a brand new building when we're all done here. Um, the unfortunate part is just it's just a real pain to try to figure out timelines on this stuff early on, and so it's kind of ambiguous exactly when everything's gonna be completely done. I'm confident it's gonna be done before the end of the year, but. Um, when it is done, we're going to have a really great building and it's a rent controlled environment in St. Paul. And we get to reset our basis for our rents at the top of the market. So silver lining there, we're going to get an even higher quality building that we had them when it started. And we're going to have a nice basis for a run controlled environment going forward. So silver linings, but still, silver lining. still like, headaches. And we should note this also is coming during a week where, uh, the end of quarter one is just the busiest time anyways. So oh, we've got yeah. tax returns, we've got K-1s going out, and we've got quarter-end reporting and distributions for all our investors. Yep. That's all happening this week. That's a shit show in and of itself it, every that's year. A, that's a really good point because this is this week and next week and the week before are like the, th- the busiest weeks ever. Yeah. Always. Then you add in all these shenanigans. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Come on now. Come on. So it's like when they say it's not, in real estate, it's not a matter of if something's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And uh, just keep in mind that that when can just keep happening over and over and over. Yeah. In the span of a it just week. doesn't stop. So I feel like we're good now. If that's if that's not something that you if, if hearing these stories is like Reed's knocking on wood. Like, I don't want to deal with any of that. All that sounds sucky. Like I don't want to deal with fraudulent charges. I don't want to deal with. Hackers getting into our payment processor. Don't want to deal with fires on properties for the second time in six months. Then maybe maybe consider investing in real estate in a different way. And the way I would recommend is as a passive investor through a syndication. If you want to read about it, you can check out the book, Passive Investing Made Simple. This isn't a pitch for our services, but just know this is this is the game you sign up for when you're a general partner on these deals and you're operating them so yeah something i've I've said to a lot of investors in the past who have kind of expressed um you know some uh, confusion as to whether it's better to do it themselves or be an lp um i kind of break it down like this like if you go out and you buy a property yourself and you do all the things you might make like 30 some percent a year mm-hmm. um and then as an lp it's like you know, 18 to 20 for that same deal. So it's like, is that extra 10% really worth all the shit? <laughs> like for most people, they're going to say, no, no, I'll, I'll take the 18 where I don't have to do anything. And you could deal with all that for the extra 10. So, Yeah. Real estate's not as sexy as people make it out to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, 
and that's been that's been our refrain from the beginning. I, my very first property I had bounty hunters, people, bounty hunters. That's just normal. I think bounty hunters <laughs> over a fire. Yeah, I, I mean, the worst they're going to do is kick down <laughs> At least the door. They're removing sketchy people. That's fair. Just damaging the door. But I mean, is this uh is this your book reco for the week? Or? Well, it's not my book reco for the week, but it is a good book. Um, it has like 126 five-star ratings or something. Those are all um, real. They're not me. Um, some of them are me, but um, don't let that deter you. Cause, um, no, Amazon actually, I think, tracks that religiously. And if they were, they, you, yeah, you they, like kicked they off make it very hard. So. Um, okay. I actually got this book the other day. It's called Creating Trinity, Blueprints of a Real Estate Entrepreneur and Investor. It's about this group down in the Carolinas. I think they have like $4 billion of assets under management. And I think they're similar to us and how we've built our company. We don't have $4 billion. Well, we don't have that. But um, <laughs> I think that book is really interesting. I, I was reading, like flipping through it. I have it on the shelf. I haven't gone done a deep dive into it yet. But I found it really interesting, the, the details that he was going into. Because a lot of times when people talk about like multifamily syndicating, like funds and all that stuff like it's always very high level and kind of behind a glass or like a black box yep. and so i kind of i, I was i was pretty intrigued i'm i'm excited to dive in and read it how old are they like 20 um, 30 years in or something i gotta prob- imagine with four billion probably, probably i think a couple it, of from the pictures i would peg them late 40s that's pretty damn good not shabby. Yeah. Well, not I guess you know. Well, what was interesting is they were coming from being brokers before, and the, and I don't know at what point they they made the full shift because I don't know the full story yet. Um, but a lot of the book is designed for I think real estate professionals, like brokers, mortgage brokers, where it's like, how do you make the jump into the investing side? Because hmm. that's what they did. It sounds like. So, cool. I, I have not read this, so I can't say it's like a recommendation. But so far, it seems intriguing. I'm going to say that. And I, I had I'll never seen it, it before. Somebody like posted on Twitter a page from it, and I read the page. I was like, oh, that looks really interesting. Actually. Was it written like a long time ago? Or no, it's it pretty recent. Really? Yeah, what a couple of years. Blue Tri- uh, creating Trinity. Yeah, I think their company's name is Trinity Capital or something oh, like that. okay. Got so, it. Don't know. I'll Go check it out. Give that a read, and then let me know if it sucks, and uh, that'll save me the time and energy of having to read it myself. Oh, okay. So you're looking for these people to give you a review. That's, that's a recommendation. That's kind of what I was hoping for. Yes. Ah, yep. okay. Well, one of the things that was really, what was it that drew my, t- Oh, here's what was really interesting about it. Here's why I picked up the book, the page that somebody screenshot and put on Twitter. It was their, they've, they've been around since 2007, 2008, because coming out the back of that, they made some investor communications an email that they sent out. And in that email in, to investors, they outlined here's the situation that's occurred that we're seeing in the marketplace and like what we're what we're projecting for the future. And they had five bullet points of things that they were seeing in the marketplace that people were doing that were eerily similar to what we're seeing right now in behaviors in the marketplace. What were those? I can't remember off the top ah. of my head. Yeah, God. I'm sorry. Maybe, but maybe I can find that page. We can come back and do an episode yeah. deep dive because it was. It, I was like, wow, that's actually really trippy. You basically said I have some really good <laughs> actionable information, but I can't I, recall. I can't recall. <laughs> it was enough for me to get to get the book and be like, I'm going to learn more about these guys because that I communication. Mean, I, really the book I was like, wow, that's like spot on for what we're seeing right now in terms of behaviors and like lending environments, all that stuff. And I'm not saying like we're repeating 2007, 2008, not that, but I'm just, I found it very interesting that you could take that letter that they wrote in 2000, whenever nine and 
you could send it to investors right now and you would probably have to make very little modifications. Yeah. So, well, who, who said it? Uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Yeah. That? Uh, that was me before you, I can't remember who I was quoting. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody important said that, but yeah, um, I feel like that's been said a lot at this point. That is, it's probably a Mark Twain. If you look on Google, they, they probably attribute it to Mark Twain. Everything gets attributed to Mark Twain, right? <laughs> it's all Mark Twain or it's Mahatma Gandhi or Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Right? But anyway, well, I'm going to check it out. I'm intrigued. Doesn't repeat. Because you provided no information on this book. It was Mark Twain. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Oh, my God, Anthony. You are the best. I'm going to fact check that later. All right. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, that actually does sound familiar. Yeah. All right, so that's your book, Reco. That's our Hell Week. Um, if you guys want to, I don't know, try and share us up, you could uh, leave us a review. Go over to iTunes, go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Um, we need it. We need it, man. I'm telling you, like, I'm I'm getting closer to the edge, and I need something that pulls me back. Yeah. We're fragile. One good review could make the difference. Yeah, yeah. Could Maybe. save this child's life. Important day, Anthony, if you're for 10 listening. cents a day and one five-star <laughs> review, you could save this child's life. What's the 10 cents for? Where's that going? That's to my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> to, to start paying Don't back that Applebee's money. bill. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, we love and adore you. Um, everybody except for you, um, Gertrude. Yeah, who are the stole the fucking card? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a dick. Yeah. But everybody else, you're cool in our books. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.